Can we say a word of prayer, my wife? Please, can you take this? Amen. Are you blessed today? Amen. Let's say a word of prayer before we get on with whatever is happening tonight. Amen. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord, that brings understanding and knowledge and revelation. So we thank you, Lord, today that we receive light, illumination. So we bless you. And thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Are you blessed tonight? Amen. Are you glad to be in church? Amen. God's going to speak to you tonight. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of God. It's always an honor to stand and minister the word of God. Turn your Bibles with me before we get into everything else. Amen. And just turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses number 38. 1 Corinthians 14, 38. I'm not going to take long. Amen. I'll probably share for 15 minutes or 20 or so, and then I'll, I'll break up. Amen. I'll break up. Amen. So nice to see Delice here. Amen. God bless you so much, Delice. Amen. Bless you. Is that Kiara at the back? Amen. Are you doing Kiara? Genesis. Amen. Bless the Lord. Nice to see you after so, 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 so long. Amen. It's good to see you, amen. Good to see everyone. I was at um, I was at uh, Bishop Daniel um, Bishop Daniel Harley before I came here. They were having a meeting at Pastor Humphreys Church. Bishop Daniel is from um, from Lighthouse Church International. One of Bishop Dag's sons that he sent to Peter Marisburg to to start a church and he's been in the ministry for a very very long time i don't know what's happening with the mic just put it a bit louder amen yeah that's fine so he's been with bishop dag for a very long time ramon do me a favor that speaker can you just turn it towards you i don't really need to hear it this side thanks so much amen yeah so he's been with um Bishop Dag, I think it's going to continue, but let's see. If not, I'll take a normal mic, amen. So he's been with Bishop Dag for a long, long, long time. He says that he's always been in one church for, for all he can remember. He said a sinner's prayer in Bishop Dag's church, and he's a pastor under the same ministry, and he was sent in the same ministry. How many of us think that is amazing, amen? That that you can you can have something like that, you know, to say that I'm a one-man person. <laughs> you know, most of us don't have a testimony like that. We're like, I've been around the block, and I, I uh, you know, you got a testimony like that, amen, that you've been around the block, amen? So it's important to be, it's important to be in, in one place, amen, and, and serve in one place. So I was really blessed. I actually didn't want to come to tonight's service uh, because I was so blessed. It's my first time actually sitting under somebody that's been trained by Bishop Dag. You know, I've, I've heard and um, of people and I've heard of your ministries, but his was the first that I actually sat and I saw the anointing of my father on him, amen, and uh, my wife came for me and I was saying that 
hey, he's like bishop man i tell you it's so refreshing i can sit there for hours and hours and just listen so when delene came i was upset i didn't want to come to church tonight i even said hey i wish i could cancel the service and we could all just go there and and just sit and listen to the word amen and he's preaching stuff that i preach and you know so it's nice and hey i was Hey, to talk about blessing made my night, amen, it made my night, so I was really blessed and um, I've been in communication with him uh, from when he was in Peter Marisburg because he has a church, okay, I think I should change it because it's going to give me some problems, he has a church in uh, Peter Marisburg, is this one on? Hallelujah, can you put it a bit louder please? So he has a church in Peter Marisburg, and that church is a good church, beautiful church in Peter Marisburg. Bishop Dag sends him there to start that church, and I was saying that I must go and visit, amen. I must go and just take a drive up and, and just go there for a Sunday and just sit and, and, and listen to the Word of God. I was totally blessed, amen. Uh, he shared a scripture which I would like to share with you now, amen, that really blessed me. He spoke about a lot of things, but he shared something that's something that I speak about, amen, but uh, this verse really blessed me when he shared it. Are you there? Are you in First um, Corinthians 14 verses 38? Amen. Can I read it? He says, but if every, if anyone, sorry, but if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. If any man be ignorant, if any man wants to be ignorant, allow him the opportunity to be ignorant. Don't try and change his mind. And you know, you realize certain things is that some people, no matter what they do, no matter where they are, you just have to just let them be who they are because inside of them, there's no even ability for them to want to change or to sort themselves out. So you just like, if you want to be ignorant about the fact that Jesus saves, let him be ignorant about it. Let him, let him have that mindset. If you want to be ignorant about the fact that you must serve God and work for God and do the work of the ministry, that serving God is the greatest pleasure and you want to be ignorant about it, be ignorant about it. Don't, don't change your mind. Ah, you're looking at me like that. It's, it's the word of God. It's not my word. And it's, it's not my word. The Bible says if you want to be ignorant, be ignorant. It kind of seems like very harsh language that the Bible uses. And he's saying if you are ignorant about certain things, don't stop being ignorant. Continue to be ignorant. Because sometimes being ignorant is actually a choice. Something's wrong with this sound. One of the reasons why I'm going to try and get the sound out because we are always now on Spotify and if the sound is not right, then it makes that a problem as well, amen. So I don't want it to be a problem, hallelujah, amen. That sounds a bit better. Sorry. So you, you, you can't change anybody's mind on certain things because if you think about it properly, ignorance it's not something that you, you, you are born with. It's something that you decide that you would be. Do you know that? It's not something that like, hey, I woke up in the morning, I'm, I'm ignorant. No, it's a choice that you make. It's a choice that you make as an individual. 
that I'll be ignorant on this matter because you have the ability to learn on that matter but your choices that that thing is too far for me it's like some people <laughs> uh, some people think that they know certain things but you don't really know some things you are ignorant of some things uh, you I think it was Bishop Daniel he used the he used the story he says that when he, he, he was sent out to uh, a mission field to go and start a church, yes, it's a Zaini, and only five people, only five people he started a church. So he, point, he appointed a lady to be a treasurer, to, you know, to count the money and to make sure that everything's out. It's like people that think they can count, they don't really know how to count. <laughs> They're ignorant until large money comes into their hand. Most of us, we think we can count, start counting when we, the money comes to millions. Some of us will be confused. We won't know how to, we won't know how to count a million. We can count a thousand rand and maybe 10,000 rand. When we get into the 100,000 rands, ish, we're ignorant of that. We get confused. We like one of the presidents, I'm not gonna say his name, <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. Then how to count in the millions, you understand? So what, what happened? Ignorance of the fact, because to understand how to count the millions is there, you can get it. But you refuse to learn, you refuse to get the knowledge. So when you don't have a knowledge on something, we call somebody ignorant. And ignorance is actually like a, a disgraceful word. When you look at it nicely, the scripture saying, if you want to be stupid, be stupid. That's what the scripture saying, if you want to be dumb, be dumb. You understand? You know, in class, you got you got different kinds of students in the classroom. One, you got those that know the work, and those that don't know the work. Those that don't know the work, it's not because they're dumb. It's because they never learned the work. That's why they don't know the work. So they they are ignorant. They are stupid. You continue to be stupid. You'll see when the exam comes, you'll fail. So nothing, nothing strange about it. It's just that you have decided to be ignorant on that certain topic. When somebody was studying hard to get to know this exam, you were playing or watching Disney, or you're watching Netflix, or you're counting your nails, or doing your hair, or doing your makeup, or visiting your friends. And you wonder, ah, this person here is always getting A's. How does this person always get A's? It's because that person knows something that you don't know. Ignorance. So ignorance is a choice that people make. So you must decide within yourself that as for me, I will not be ignorant on certain matters. I will know certain matters. And I will make sure that I know it to the extent that I would always be above everybody else. You see, this is the thing with knowledge. Knowledge makes you, knowledge takes you above somebody else. You understand? Because it's that you acquired certain things that they're still trying to acquire in life. So you become above them because you know that's why if you fail to read books, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. There's certain things that you that are hidden from you. There's certain things that you won't know. Because most of the things that we know, it's not on Facebook. It's not on Facebook. But we spend most of the time on Facebook. You understand? So the things that we want to know about God or or about our relationship with God, it's in some book, Charlie. But because we fail to read them, we remain ignorant on certain topics. We remain ignorant on certain topics. And, and, and that's the problem with the body of Christ. He says here in Corinthians, if you want to be ignorant, remain ignorant. And I know that the story, I mean, uh, I don't like reading or whatever. Like reading. 
Tell your neighbor like reading. Force yourself to read. Force yourself to read. If you can't read, get an audio book. Get audio books. Listen to audios so that that thing can still be a part of you if you don't want to read. That's another that's another uh, you know sideline thing. Get an audio book because there's some people that don't like to read, Caroline. And it's true. It's like you give them a book, they'll fall asleep same time. Even before they open the book, they buy chapter one. <laughs> before they reach the bottom of uh, chapter one, out. It's like a demonic spirit comes upon them and just doesn't want them. It's the enemy trying to not make you know certain things. He wants to keep you in ignorance. So ignorant. And I found out that even most people that are, are prophetic, they're ignorant when it comes to certain things about the Bible. They don't know certain things. They know how to prophesy. But I've learned as well that you can prophesy and you can speak in tongues even like a Russian. Your tongues will be Russian. And you speak in deep tongues. But sometimes you've got no, you got no knowledge about certain things. You do it in ignorance. You do it in ignorance. But once we get the knowledge, we find out that we'll be able to advance. But without knowledge, ah, what can you do? What can you do? So he says, if you want to be ignorant, continue to be ignorant. So there's this lady who was on the mission field and she was called to count the money. She was counting. She started to count 500 rand, like 500. 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. So then she had 10 rands now that she was adding to count on the 500. 510, 520. 530, 540, 550, 560, 570, 580, 590. What comes after that? You'll be shocked at what she says. 510. Imagine that day. So you think somebody would know certain things but they are ignorant to that. 510. Hey! It's serious that day. So you would think that somebody knows how to do it. But they tell you they don't know. <laughs> 510. Imagine that. Yo, 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 yo. As for that thing, you, the church will be poor. Every time a Samuel offering and stuff, she's giving wrong figures. 510. Means I'm at 600 rand. Rob the church for 90 rand. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah? Is that what's it? Is that some things we some things we think we know, we really don't know it. That's why even when it comes to certain certain things, like even sound and all that, they're telling me I know I don't know sound. Uh, I'm ignorant. All I do is Google and YouTube. And some I know that there's somebody that knows sound better than me. I'm still ignorant. I'm playing around, Leo. Leo. I'm playing around. I'm testing every now and again. This up, that up, this up, that up. But me, I'm not a master in sound. Get somebody that is not ignorant to sound. Get him to go stand over there and touch the sound. How you hearing this sound now, you'll make it even sound like perfect. Why? Because he has a certain knowledge of it. Most of us, we don't have this. So, there's certain things, if you choose to be ignorant, continue to remain ignorant. I realize that sometimes, many of us, get, we remain ignorant when it comes to, like, our marriages and our relationships. We're ignorant. Not because, 
Not because you don't know how the person feels, but because you have chosen within yourself, I'm not going to know. Hey! Hey! Imagine that the, you're in a relationship when they see your face, sister Zaini. You know, at that time, your face has a certain look. Somebody that's been with you for a long time should know that that face there, hey, there's, a, there's something there, there's some, just that look. You understand? Yet there are some people that you can look at the person's men. It's like they're ignorant to that face. But your children and everybody around you like, hey, I saw a shift in that face. Only that person like, because they decided to be ignorant of it. It's like maybe Caroline's looking at me and she's like, can see, oh, somebody eating her. She got like, she's cross. I can, I can know that face. Because that's not normal Caroline's face, right? Let's say, for example, Brother Emmanuel seen that face, but he's decided to be ignorant of that face. Ignore that face. That face that I'm ignoring for the rest of my life. And not even to question, what's wrong with you? Why are you, why are you pulling your face? <laughs> Just continue as normal. That means a person has decided within themselves to be ignorant to how you're looking. I even know that there are people that are ignorant when it comes to the things of God. Most people think to the mind that ah, church on a Sunday, it's fine. They're ignorant to the fact that church on a Sunday doesn't do it. That God requires more from you. And 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 the, the thing is this that even though <coughs> excuse me, even though you would hear sermons and messages, and even though you would hear preaching. It's like you've made up your mind, as for this thing here, I'll ignore it, I'll be ignorant from it. Me, I'll only do church once a week. And then you see the, the fruits and the results in your life by doing church once a week. Because you can't do church once a week. It's, it's, you want to truly serve God and truly be used by God. Once a week doesn't cut it. It can never cut it. But you are ignorant of the fact there's nobody that I know. I'm going to say it now. There's nobody that I know that was successfully used by God or did amazing things for God that attended church only on a Sunday. There's nobody that I know. There's nobody that I know that the people that we talk about, Archbishop Duncan Williams, talk about Bishop Dag, Eastwood Anaba, we talk about Oyedepo, all these great men that we know, we see, we hear about. Tell you, they never do church only on a Sunday. Because they understand that when you're working for God and you're in the presence of God, you make yourself available for God to use. Who's God going to use only that comes on a Sunday? God can't use somebody that just comes on a Sunday. What are you going to do for God if you only come to church on a Sunday? Can, can you do something for God if you're only on a Sunday? Sometimes even that, even me as a pastor, I, if I'm going to get leaders or something, I'm not going to look for somebody that just comes on a Sunday. Because I know that all the other days you're not available. You're only available for church. On a Sunday. You're doing your Christian duty. So if you're looking for somebody to do something for God, you have to find somebody that is wanting to be in the house of God all the time. Remember I said last time, even Tosha, I think Tosha would be one of the great pillars in the house of God. Oh, Tosha, hey man, I tell you, she, she comes. <laughs> 
she comes, she comes, hanging tired, bothered, she comes. I'm telling you, watch, watch that girl over there, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, watch, you know, I look at Sister Zaini, Sister Sandra, and everybody, most of the guys, I look at you and I'm like, ah, this is, this is ministry. This is, this is people that you can trust. Even though you are not around, you know that, ah, as so them, they will be here. So even though I'm not there, ah, the work of God can continue. But most of us are ignorant for the fact that, ah, I'm church on a Sunday. Remember I said this morning, it said, if you just love God, you think you're okay. Stay at home and love God. I'm fine. Hey, as long as I stay at home and I love God. Don't be ignorant. The scripture says, if you want to be ignorant, be ignorant. And then you would, and most of the times what happens, people start to wonder, ah, how come... How come the, the grace is falling on this person? How come the favor of God is on this person? It's because this person has decided to do something extra. I want to preach one day. Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just... You're giving some stuff now. You're coming on a Sunday. But can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you give God just a little... Don't, you don't have to do much, Lyndon. Just a little bit more. And after you do that little bit more, I'll preach again. Can't you give just a little little bit more and in that little bit more I'll be like can't you give just a little bit more <laughs> because most of the times they are me myself I feel like I'm not doing much and every morning I wake up God is saying can't you do just a little bit more ah someone say hey Pastor Alistair you really work in the community I was like Ish. if you know I don't work that's how I feel sometimes I don't really work because I believe that there's still more to do Bishop Daniel was talking about it. He says that many people want to be head pastors. Like they want to be like senior pastors and whatever the case may be. Ah, if you become a senior pastor, he says, some of you in one week the church will collapse because you'll be a no-show in church. Everyone's waiting for you. Have you been to a church no? where the pastor is a no-show? They waited for hours for him to come. The church was not even open. Pastor's not even there. And he sends a message while everyone's waiting. Oh, we cancel service. While we cancel. Ah, no show. Can you build a church like that? Can anything good come out of your ministry? You are no show. But most of us are no shows in the house of God. Imagine you become a senior pastor. I said to you, I don't have the luxury of saying I can't come to a meeting. I don't have the luxury that you have. You can sit and watch your cartoons anytime. You watch cartoons, right? You don't watch cartoons. Yeah, don't be scared to say you watch cartoons. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> Most of them watch cartoons. Some of them, they mustn't pretend. So I, I wish sometimes that I could, while I'm in church, you sitting at home watching a cartoon. Hey! I'm preaching you watching a cartoon. Hey! Why? This is the this is the thing. This is what we must strive for to be used by God in a, such a way that it it takes every every part of us. That's why we said this morning that you must strive to become a lover of God. And a lover of God doesn't stay at home. You get what I'm saying? So he says over there, if you are ignorant, be ignorant. So that's what I'm saying. The first thing I, I mentioned to you is people are, are, are ignorant when it comes to marriages. People are even ignorant when it comes to the work of God. Comes to the work of God. The other thing that people are ignorant about is when it comes to finance. Most of us are ignorant when it comes to finances. 
Most of us think that our financial miracle is going to come by prayer. We think that if we pray a lot, God will provide a miracle. Heaven will bring the, the money down or God will, God will send somebody to bring the money. Most of us, we think that, Sister Sandra. I remember one time I was praying and when I was praying, I was binding the spirit of poverty over my life. I said, I rebuke you, I bind you, I tear you down, I push down the walls. I, I really went into deep prayer to break poverty. And the Lord said to me, after I prayed, I heard his voice. He says, now that poverty is broken, Lyndon, what are you going to do to keep it out? Yeah. I thought maybe if I pray more the poverty, he says, the way that you keep poverty out of your life is when you take up a seed and you sow. Because giving keeps that thing out of your life. It's a spirit. It's like any other, any other thing. A spirit is cast out. It comes back and sees that you haven't been sowing. What it does, it comes back with 10 more spirits stronger than itself and your poverty will be worse off. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm trying to say. So because we are ignorant when it comes to giving, like for example, we're going to be praying just now for, for your special offering for the tent and for the building and stuff like that. So when you, when you come and you give, you don't must, must never ever think that you are giving to finance pastor. Ooh, never ever make that mistake. You'll be making one of the baddest mistakes. See, even this jacket that I'm wearing, it was an offering somebody gave me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's never ever money. For me personally, it's not money. For me, I've, I've never ever connected with somebody based on their finances. I've never ever had a relationship with anybody or to prove myself that, hey, I want to pursue this relationship with Ramon because Ramon can give money. It's not money for me. Money is one of the, the least factors of me connecting with anybody. It's one of the least, that's what the Bible says, that uh, the, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. I know that I need money, but it's, it's not something that I would connect with you on. It's not something that I'll connect with you. I, I refuse that. No matter how rich you are, no matter how much money you have, I will not connect with you only because there's a financial gain. And most people connect with people because of only what they can gain financially. If you can't gain anything from me financially, why am I with you? Why am I, why am I in, uh, talking to you? Let me go talk to somebody that I can benefit financially from. Let me, let me show more honor to the one that can give me something. So even when you give, you only give, maybe you only give to people that can give you something. If money is a problem in your life now, money is going to continue to be a problem in your life. The only way that you can break money is when money is no longer a factor for you. Is that you can easily give money. So now we are ignorant of this thing. And he says, if you want to be ignorant of it, continue to be ignorant. Because on a Sunday, almost all Sundays, you hear people talk about what? Sunday offering. Give to the Lord and the Lord will give. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Give to the Lord. God will sort to add. Ah, but you sit there and you're still ignorant. You're still ignorant and you're like wondering, hey, there's a hole in my pocket here. Yeah. There's a hole in my pocket there. There's a hole in my pocket. Ah, it's your ignorance. Nothing else. You must, you, you know, some, some of us must be, and this is just my, me as a person. I don't know who pays tithes, you know that. I don't know. Most of you don't even put your names. There was an envelope I saw. It just had tithes. I don't know who was it. Never have no one's name, nothing. So I 
don't know so i can't call you so i can talk like this here so if you ignorant or paying tight ah telling you in trouble i can talk like because i don't know who does and who doesn't because i don't see your name there i don't see your name there most of the times i don't see the name but because we can't be financially the enemy has crippled us only because of one principle that we don't give to the lord because we hold on to money so tightly we hold on to money more tightly than we hold on to god you would fight with anybody in this place if they touch your money oh you don't want to talk now <laughs> huh? the least somebody owes you a ten thousand rand and they're sitting in church now and you see them coming to the front giving a big offering hello i saw you give offering where's my ten thousand rand i've been waiting for three months now you haven't paid me my ten thousand rand you go gangster on the person you understand because it's your money and most of us will poke somebody for our money most of the fights even between gang wars and all these things it's a money fight you're making more money i'm making more money you're taking my customers this way that way they're fighting over money fighting over money and it's it's the thing is this is that because money has become even people Charlie, it's 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 so easy that even people sometimes they they are faith in god it they, it goes away because of money some people feel depressed they can't worship god because they don't have money money is controlling you not the lord money becomes you a slave to finances you're only happy when you got money i didn't that when you got no money you're the most depressed and saddest person around can't even talk to you wondering why i can't talk to you hey things are financially bad ah is that the reason to be upset is that the reason to be sad is that the reason to not worship god is that the reason not to give god your all because you got no money then money becomes your god money becomes you money's holding you by the nose and pulling you wherever you want to go go to this direction go to that direction as for me i've learned a long time me and my wife too we've learned a long time never able to fight for my over money if the money is not there actually it's not there we'll pray about it and we'll just trust god to come through but even in the praying about it and trusting god we sow a seed we give because we're expecting a miracle ourselves we're expecting god to do something ourselves so we try our best to give but most of us are ignorant of this and enemies keeping you in in lack because you're ignorant of that the lady that had the loss what she decided to she gave colleen even when she had nothing she didn't know what was going to happen to her but she gave how many of us can even truly say something like that that we can give the lord and we're not sure what is going to happen to us we can give god and we're not sure what tomorrow is going to hold but some of us are bound in that area and then you come into the prayer line pastor pray for me lay hands on me i need a financial miracle and pastor asks you how is your giving have you been giving in lately and you're like no i haven't ah first give because i can pray and i can bind and i can release that thing but the principle is for you to give so that you can receive and most of us truly can there's nobody i'm going to say it now there's nobody here that can truly say i don't have to give nobody you see you you think that god is interested in your amount god's not interested in your amount he's interested in your heart you see if you give your loss and your loss is tendered god is not god is not like the banks oh you 10 you gave 10 rand so i'm gonna increase interested in your heart if your heart gave 10 rand and that was the 10 rand you had you weren't sure what you were going to do god's excited 
You know why he's excited? Because of your obedience. And remember what we said, the love language of God is what? Obedience. So God's like, ah, she really loves me. She needed this money for this, but she decided to give that. So you can't be ignorant about things like that. Yeah. Because the enemy will keep you frustrated and bound for the rest of your life. Like even now, Ramon, when it's coming to the tent, and we're going to be doing 10 crusades, we're going to be doing, trying to sort and level that crown out, that thing costs money. That, that costs money. That, that, that's a lot of money. So you'll see me talking to you about finances. Come, so we seen. How are we going to build without finance? How are we going to do the work of God without finance? How are we going to have a crusade without finances? Because we've got to generate a generator. Generator needs some diesel in order to operate. One guy said for, for a couple of hours, you need like 200 rand, just diesel for one night. 200 for one night. Then you need security. Security is also expensive. 100 rand for a person. You need two people a night, 200 rand a night. Then you need somebody day shift, 100 rand day shift. So 300 rand a day. Calculated for three days, you're looking at what? 900 rand. Another 600 rand, 1,000 something. Oh, you think it's... The work of the, the gospel is free. But to get the gospel to people, this costs money. It's not cheap, it's not... So when we say give and so, we're not saying give and so, so that we can just do these things. We're saying give and so because of the mandate and the vision of the souls. So when you're giving and sowing, you're not giving and sowing just for petrol. You are sowing because it's that petrol that would allow the gospel to go. You understand? So whenever you're like, hey, the church is calling, yeah, we're going to have a graph. I'm going to have a graph. One of the days, we're going to show you. This is where we are. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. And let's, let's sow liberally. Give liberally out of the abundance of your heart. Give so that God can bless you. But we are ignorant of it. But we're expecting heaven to move on our behalf. Respect. I know money is not an easy topic. We're expecting heaven to move on our behalf. We're expecting miracles to happen left, right, and center for us. And God is saying the miracle is in your pocket. Just look deep there and take out that 10 rand, take out that 5 rand, take out that 20 rand. And so would. And so would. You know, life is, life is not easy. Life is tough. Even for me as your pastor, life is not easy. There's sometimes I'm like, hey, Lord, did you really call me? I think about going back into, into secular industry and going back to work. Because it's not easy. Even as your pastor, I tell you, not, it's not easy. But we push because we know the one that has called us is faithful. You know, the one that called us is able to provide, especially because we honor and we sow a seed. And because of that, we know that he will never see the righteous forsaken, nor he see begging for bread. Never, never. But the principle is when you give. So the scripture says in Corinthians, don't be ignorant. So if somebody wants to be ignorant, let them be ignorant. So some of us, like I'm saying, Ramon, will never come out of it. Because we have chosen to be ignorant on certain matters. Money will come into your hands and money will go. When the money comes, you'll be very happy. It'll take two days or one day for that money to leave your hand. And then you're sad again. Because you're thinking about all the things that you need to do. It's like money comes, money goes. You got paid today, zero, minus something in your account the next day. Hey! 
And then you're wondering how you're going to make it through the whole day. Even when you even when you got paid, did you even think in your mind was the priority that I must give to the Lord first? So even that mindset that I must give to the Lord first, sometimes it's far from you. You're thinking about giving to John and Sue, Sally, Brian, Uncle Dan, everybody else, but you haven't decided to give to the Lord. That's why when it comes, it vanishes from your hand. It's like a smoke. It's not because of anything, but because you are ignorant and your ignorance has caused it to happen in your life. Nothing else. So you must make up your mind that there are certain things, like I said, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to my relation with God, when it comes to my finance, I can go on and on and talk. But I will not be ignorant when it comes to these things. There are certain things you can be ignorant from. How to hold a gun, be ignorant. You don't need to hold a gun. Be ignorant, my brother. How to sell drugs, be ignorant for that. But when it comes to certain things and principles in the things of God, you can't afford to be ignorant of it. Why? Because those things that you decide that you're going to be ignorant from is those things that can bless your life, but you have made a choice that you'll be ignorant from it. I hope somebody's getting something here today. So you must, my time's up, you must bear fruit. You must bear fruit. Bishop Daniel was saying today, he says that, uh, and I think I said, I shared it when I was talking about the 10 great things for God. He says that he doesn't respect, not at all, somebody that hasn't built anything for God. You must be able to build something. He says because the scripture says you will know them by their fruits. Because most of us, remember I said, you only lots of wind. You can pray in tongues like a crocodile. You could with praying in tongues like a crocodile. But there's no fruits, there's no work. There's no work that you have done. You can't show, this is, this is the fruit. I've been saved 10 years and I've been praying like a crocodile for 10 years. This is my labor, this is my fruit. You've built nothing. He says, I can't respect anybody that has built nothing. You must be able to have built something for God. Because at the end of the day, when you're long and gone, what's going to speak for you? It's the works that you have built. It's the works that you have built. Remember I said that on my grave, on my graveside, if I've never worked for God, if I've never served the Lord, because coming to church is not serving the Lord, if I've never worked for God or served the Lord, don't put on my graveside, he served the Lord. Rather put, maybe he loved the Lord. But don't put he served the Lord. Because loving God and serving God are two different things. Some of us love the Lord, but we don't serve the Lord. And remember I preach, it's a great thing to serve God. It's a great thing to serve God. It's a great thing. So don't be ignorant on that. And, and even sometimes I feel like, hey, I, I teach and I teach and I teach and I teach. But sometimes it's like as some people are sitting there, woof, over your head like over your head over your head that you have to re what's the word reiterate if that's the word i'm using you have what's it learn reiterate you have to say it again and 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 again until you catch it but the life has been so nice we got spotify imagine that so if you missed it the first time, you can go to Spotify, Candice, and listen to it again. See, like tonight's service, in a couple of hours from now, you'll find it on Spotify. This morning's already on there. Tonight you'll find it there. And what you do in the week, you listen, you listen, you listen, you listen. So that it doesn't age. Being a pastor is tough. 
you know, pastors, because you have to speak on certain things, Sasha, for a long time until people catch it in their spirit. He says, hey, Bishop Daniel, hey, I like that guy so much. Eh? Can I say the last thing that he said and then I can go? He said, he didn't, use to, he, he, he didn't know how to tell Pastor Humphrey that his church was very boring. He says he didn't know how to tell him. He's talking. He said, your church was very boring. I come there, nobody even says amen, hallelujah, or, or anything of that sort. So there I was, right? The meeting starts, supposed to start 3 o'clock according to the advert. Three o'clock I come, they say, hey, no, the meat is moved to opposite. Hey, I go opposite. Guess who's the only person there? Me. Hey! Now I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The prayer wasn't on. No worship was on. They just played music in the background, but the team wasn't there to, to do anything. They're waiting. Then his, his wife came. She noticed me. I said, ah, come. she said, come sit in the front. I said, no, I'm going to leave at 5 o'clock. So I just need to, you know, slip out. That's why I want to sit at the back. I don't want to disturb the man of God when he's preaching. Now I'm walking out. So I think she went to go tell him <laughs> that uh, they're waiting for you to start the meeting. They're waiting for Pastor Humphrey and Pastor Daniel to come to start the meeting. Pastor Daniel, didn't he address it? Oh, he went over there. What's wrong with you all? Why did you have to wait for us to come and start the meeting? Why couldn't you start the meeting? Why couldn't you all do something? Do something. The waiting. Now the pastors had to get out of the car. Nothing's going on. No prayer. Nothing's happening. Everything's dead. It's now going for four o'clock, half past four. Meeting's supposed to start three o'clock. He says, what's wrong with you? He says, do something for God, man. Work for God. Serve the Lord. Show up and do something. But the challenge is, is that even though he came and he, and he dealt with him, like, like in, not, in a, not in a abrupt, so he did it very nicely. And even me, I took account of that. And that's why I wanted to come even more late. I was even saying, hey, lucky she, she had the van, so she had to come pick me up. So I was like, I wanted to be more late. He says in his church, when he comes to church, Ramon, when he shows up, he comes at a certain time. And when he rocks up, everybody claps their hands for their papa. Hey! I was like, wow! Because what? They, they honor him. No matter how late he comes, they they glad that they came to hear words of life. Yo! But we live in a community that we don't really honor pastors. We don't really honor our pastors. We don't. We sometimes think even what they preaching is like it's nothing. It's like what you preaching, what you talking about. But you see, even what I'm preaching now, it's very powerful and deep. Very powerful and deep. But <laughs> you have to listen to Spotify. I'm telling you, because you might. And even sometimes. And that's why I, I like the, you know, I like God so much. Is that you can't be offended by me. You can't. Truly, if you're offended by me, hey, that's on you. Because the reason why you can't be offended by me, because I showed you the scripture. I showed you the scripture. If you want to be ignorant, remain ignorant. I showed you the scripture. I never showed you what I said. I showed you what the scripture says. If you want to be ignorant, be ignorant. 
And sometimes even this kind of preaching is too hot for your seats. It's uncomfortable. You just want to get up. Because you know what I like about the preaching? It's like, it's like pastor was, it's like I'm writing about somebody. It's like when I come and preach, it's like I'm writing about somebody. And sometimes it's not even though I'm writing about somebody or I'm preaching about something. It's a prophetic word for somebody without me saying or calling you out to prophesy. I'm telling you, without me saying something to you, it's, it's kind of prophetic. It's like when you look at Bishop Dag's books, like the books on loyalty and disloyalty. He's writing. It's like he's writing for someone that's sitting in the church. I, I'll read a statement now of Bishop Dag's book. It's like he's writing for somebody that's here. But it's like he had you in mind when he was writing. But he didn't even know you. But he knows, he, he knew certain characteristics that you would display. Certain things, nature that you would have. So he had to write against it. So even when you hear, when you when we talk about loyalty and being loyal and being faithful, and we say, don't be, don't be disloyal. It's not like we're writing about you. We, we speak about it because if there's an ounce of disloyalty in you, it will come out of you. So that's why we talk about it. So if there's an ounce of being ignorant in any one of us, we preach about it so that you don't have to be ignorant. Not because we don't like you. Sometimes the word of God is a hard pill to swallow. Don't you believe that? Is believe? And over here, there's no... We blunt here. Yeah. We are blunt knife. We, we, we eat it as blunt as we can. We, we don't apologize for the word of God. We can apologize for anything else but not the word of God. That's one thing I make no apologies about. Eesh, butterflies. Just now, imagine I say that's a kokorochi. Everybody will just be like jumping up and down. Tosha will be at home by now. <laughs> because I know you ladies are scared of kokorochis, amen. So we have to be we have to be straight when it comes to the word of God. Because it's the word of God that is able to transform your life. So when you fight me, understand that you're fighting the word of God. It's the word of God that changes you. Look at your neighbor and say, you can become beautiful if you receive the word. Hey, imagine you, an ugly, an ugly person can be beautiful if they receive the word. Hey, 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 hey. I think I saw on, on, on Candace's status, she says, ah, I know they said we mustn't worry about looks, but don't be a weapon formed against me. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, this is deep. He said, I know, I know, I know we, I know, she said she must block me. I know some of, some of them block me. They, they block me from seeing their statuses. I know them. <laughs> so she says on the status, ah, I know she, she found the picture somewhere, you know. I know we mustn't worry about looks, but don't be a weapon formed against me. <laughs> yeah. Some people are weapon formed against you. But I'm telling you now, when the word of God is inside of you, you become beautiful. Hey, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, ah, you know how me, myself, I, 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 it's like I couldn't get a girl. Hey, it was a struggle. Hey, then I met this beauty. Only because I had the word of God inside of me. And she considers me handsome. I said, ah, I don't care who considers me ugly. I 
can you can say I'm ugly. It doesn't matter. My wife considers me handsome. So that's all them. If I was still single, I would be worried. But now I'm not looking for anyone. I found my one and she says I'm handsome. So that's enough for me. You understand? I don't care. You can say I'm ugly. And I was saying to her that before they used to tease me about my teeth and I used to get worried about it. And I would even say to myself, hey, I must go sort it out. But when I met her with my teeth and all, hey, and she still fell in love with me. And we 10 years together, I said, what am I changing for? For who? For what now? What, what, must, what must I go and change for? I don't need to change nothing. She likes me just like that. The word of God made me beautiful. Hallelujah. So now maybe you're single and you still feel, get somebody that will love you despite your, and then you won't need to change nothing for no one. Don't need to change nothing. Don't change nothing. No, I won't change nothing. She even said, if you feel you want to, I said, I don't want to. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm comfortable just the way I am now. I got confidence because when I walk with her on the side of me, hey, I feel blessed. I feel good because I found a good thing. Hallelujah. Don't be jealous when I'm bragging about my wife. Amen. Hey. You must brag about your woman too, hallelujah. The married, the married people only, huh? Brag about, don't be offended. You hear Ramon the other time. Hey, there's something, man, I tell you, that happens to you when you're married. Remember, he says, hey, it's like a favor comes on you. Hey, this one, yeah. <laughs> oh, because he's married now, amen. Hey, are you blessed, amen? Amen. amen. We're going to pray for those that have their, their special offering. If you don't have a special offering now, amen, and you, you want to sow your seed and you want to give, amen, I still want you to get an, get an envelope, amen, and in your, in your, just take the envelope, write your amount down that you're going to give towards the crusade and the building, amen, and, and just write it down on the envelope and just come stand with your empty envelope and when we see you again, at the crusade, you can continue to sow that seed at the crusade. Amen. So even if you don't have it now, it's fine. Amen. So just write it down on an envelope. I don't know if we do you have some envelopes for the manual? Yeah, so there's some envelopes in the back. So if you feel you don't have it now, now listen to what I'm saying, right? Uh, your, your special seed could range from, if, if this is all you have, and genuinely God knows your heart. You can't pretend but pastor, okay? So God knows your heart. If genuinely you, the thing that you only have is 10 rand, or 10 rand, you can give 10 rand, it's fine. If you know that you have 10,000 rand, you know that you have 20,000, you know that you have thousand rand or whatever the case would be do do your best in giving god your best do you understand so if your best is 10 rand i'm not discriminating against you and saying don't come here with your 10 rand offering your 10 rand offering can assist us you understand your five rand offering can assist us so if you say in the post i want to be a part of this prayer uh i want to take i don't have anything now but you go get an envelope, amen. Get an envelope and we'll pray. Cassidy, while they're doing that, can you do me a favor? Where's Cassidy? Oh, okay. Please go check up on her, amen. I uh, wanted to sing that song, What He's Done For Me, amen. And when she sings that song, just just get an envelope. And, and even if you don't have it, just say, by faith, amen. Uh, by faith, I'm going to sow the seed. I'm going to sow the seed. And I'm going to give to God because I want to partake in soul winning, amen. I want to partake in the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So sing that song, What is Done for Me. There's the cordless mic over there. Amen. Play What is Done for Me. 
Amen. While you're getting ready, amen. So while she's singing and you made up, you made your decision, amen. Just come and stand right here. I'm going to get oil. Just come stand right here in the front. And maybe you also gave your special offering and you put it in the basket. Just come and stand as well. And just come stand right here in the front. I'm going to pray with you, amen. Please, let's try and do this quickly, amen. Please put more volume, amen. Get to come to the front, amen. What he's done for me is so amazing. The love he has for me, I cannot explain. Just stand, amen. Just stand straight in a straight line. Open your hands, amen.
don't go. Miss Tora, she's not there by the computer. Miss, Miss Latora, can somebody please um, just put that soft? You're going to sing again, amen. Hallelujah. Can you lift up your offering, amen, and you lift up your special seat? I'm going to pray for you. So when I pray for them, uh, you can start to sing. I'll just anoint your hands, amen. Lift up your hands. Father, I'm reminded of your scripture that says when Nehemiah was about to build the walls again, that many people started to give so that the walls could be built. It was not about the building of the wall, but it was the people that were left in destitute. Father, there are many people in our community that are left in destitute. There are many people in our community, Lord, that are broken. There are many people in our community, Lord, without hope. Father, today your children have come here standing before you, sowing a seed, some making a commitment to you and, and making a pledge to you that they're going to sow so that those that are broken can hear the gospel. They're going to sow so that those that are without hope can receive hope. I pray today that you would honor and that you would bless each and every single person that is here. They have not come, O oh God, because they want people to see that they have come. They have come out of deep desire to be partakers and deep desire to be part of the building of the kingdom of God. And because they have decided to build your work, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that you would begin to build their lives up. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, that your favor would locate them. That wherever, O oh God, there is lack in their life because they have decided that they're going to build your work up, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would build their work. I pray in Jesus' name that you would build their families. I pray in Jesus' name that you would build their homes. May they know no lack in their lives in the name of Jesus. As they put you first and they put your work first, I declare in Jesus' mighty name God may increase come to them in Jesus name Lord in the name of Jesus may favor come upon them right now I declare in the name of Jesus Christ even at their workplace oh God let favor come in Jesus name even at home let favor come Lord those that are destined for increase let increase come to them in the name of Jesus Christ those that are destined for promotion let promotion come to them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ because they have the decided to build your work now do a miracle in their life a financial miracle perform it right now some of you they are they are deciding that they are giving their loss i pray in the name of jesus may their cup never run dry may the oil in their house never get finished in jesus mighty name may from today i declare that they will not beg and they will not borrow because the favor of God will locate them as they decide to build your work. Spirit of the living God, do what only you can do. 
Some of them are in business. Cause that your business to increase. Call sales. I call sales in the name of Jesus Christ. Let people order from them. Let people take their product. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless them, Lord. Bless the works of their hands. Bless their coming in and their going out. Bless the fruit of their labor. I thank you for this in the name of Jesus. And I give you praise, I give you honor, and I give you glory for what you are going to do now in Jesus' mighty name. Would your hand lifted up, amen. I'm going to come and anoint you. Hallelujah. After I anoint you, amen, if you have your, if you have your offering here, amen, brother, man, if you can just get a basket, if you have it on you here, if you don't have it on you here, it's fine, but if you have it on you here, when I finish, come and pray and just anoint your hands, you can just put it in the basket, amen, and you can go back to your seat, hallelujah. Can you play that song, What is Done for Me Again?